The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Mixed martial arts. Mixed martial arts. How do we like our martial arts? Baby, we like them mixed! Whoa! Yes! First intro to a preview show in 2024. You know what that means. It means the UFC is back. They are back at the world's most famous apex tomorrow for UFC Vegas 84, the go-home show for the first UFC pay-per-view of 2024. It should be UFC 297. Nice little table setter, if you will, for the pay-per-view schedule for the Ultimate Fighting Championship. And thank you for joining us for the live UFC Vegas 84 preview show. I am Mike Heck, and boy, do we have a cast of characters today. First, Mr. No Gray Area himself, the Cannonball Kid, the CEO of the John Jones Fan Club, Jed Bishu. Jed, hello, sir. Dude, it's been so long since we've had the horns. It's so exciting. Look how fun it is when we don't get MMA for a minute. And now I'm pumped about a Magomed and Goliath fight week. Let's go, baby! <laughs> yeah. And also joining us, uh, a big part of the cabinet for the John Jones fan club as well. Mr. New York Rick, Eric Jackman. What an honor and a privilege to have the man with the best theme song in MMA back on the preview shows. How are we doing, sir? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. We're living Glad the dream. Got are a haircut you doing great, today. Eric? It's been a tough week for you, Eric. No, you I'm got the doing fantastic. Business uh, this week from yours I mean, truly. The, the replies and the, the receipts again. <laughs> the replies and the receipts kind of say different. I don't know. I don't know what you've been getting in your in your uh, replies, but I think yeah, I, just the I, think I came out business. on top. That's just uh, anytime you side with the promotion, you don't come out on top. Well, six months down the road, when Jed is leading a pack of druids following him to the gaslight john jones rally it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a wonderful a weird day in the history of this sport but that is john jones and tom aspinall we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about ufc vegas 84 new york rick jed sort of laid it out perfectly we've been on a little bit of a break we get the horns we get casey with the shout out and the shouting to get us all riled up how excited are you the ufc is back they are back at the apex and i gotta say new york rick there have been far worse apex cards than this one. Yeah, and complete agreement. Like this is a decent 
showing for the UFC here uh, on a fight night. And it feels kind of like the perfect appetizer to then get back into pay-per-views next week. So um, I like what they've done here. I like what they've done here. There's some, there's some good fights on here. Um, I, I dare say like there's some fights that could have been on the pay-per-view instead of uh, here that would have made a lot of sense to beef that one up a little bit. Uh, but I think because of what you got at the top and the, and the Canadian interest, it'll do well anyway. Uh, but I like this for a fight night for sure, especially for an apex fight night. Jed, how are you? I think I think you you went with the B yesterday on BTL. Is that what is that what you called this one? Yeah. Are you great? It's a rock solid B, and it's and it, that's that's what this is. And I, I kind of said yesterday on BTL, if this was uh, an apex event in the middle of, I think there's like five fights between two ninety nine and three hundred, like five fight nights. If if this was just an apex in that sort of a run probably look on it a little less fondly. You know, I, I still think that in a vacuum, good fight card. Got a couple of very meaningful fights at the top. The co-main event just got way more meaningful yesterday, in my opinion. Jim Miller's fighting. You got some really good prospects. Like, there are a lot of the ingredients here for something good, but it this stands out. I am excited for this weekend because we haven't done this in a month. This isn't another event that's acceptable in a long road of 12 back to back to back like this is they have given us time to you know spend with our families miss them and so i'm excited about a magman ankle of fight week and again i've been driving the magman ankle i have trained for the last few years i have never once been excited to watch him fist fight people but this weekend i am like that's the because we've had like this is the first one back and i think eric eric was totally correct this is a perfect setup to lead into the pay-per-view next week wet the appetite get things going get get you feeling it up again and then we get a pay-per-view next week it's gonna be great and that I believe, and I'm not looking at the schedule right now, after the pay-per-view, we get a weekend off, like right yeah, away. Right. It's like Apex card, pay-per-view, weekend off, and then it's the road show. We, we're, it's, it, we're, no, we're Apex for a little while, and then end of February, then we start the road show. We're like five, four or five cards in a row where we're out of the Apex, which is which is very nice. So we have a main event here, Magomed Ankalaev versus Johnny Walker, New York Rick. We saw these two get after it in Abu Dhabi. Fight did not last very long. There was no winner. It was a no contest. You could make a compelling argument that Magomed Ankalaev could have been disqualified in that fight with Johnny Walker, but now we get to run it back. First main event of 2024 in New York, Rick. Remember what happened to the guy who won the first main event of 2023? What a story that man became. His name is Sean Strickland. Uh, beat Nasruddin Imavov, which is also a 205-pound fight. Are the stakes just as high here? New York Rick for this first main event of the year inside the apex at 205 pounds. I would say the stakes are probably higher because at the time I didn't expect that all of a sudden Sean Strickland would be in a title fight by, by mid year. Um, but I do think that the winner of this is going to have a, a, a strong case to be next uh, in the light heavyweight division pending kind of Jamal Hill's health. Um, so the stakes are high. And I think this is, you know, the showcase fight that they wanted the first time for Magomed and Kalaev, with all due respect to Johnny Walker, who I think is a, a, a constantly improving fighter um, and somebody who is dangerous uh, when he has these flashes of brilliance. Um, but this feels like the the setup for Magomed um, to have a showcase and then fight for a title. So um, I think this time we'll actually get that kind of showcase. And, and the first one was a little bit of a failure to launch. Um and yeah, the stakes are high because I do believe that this will put somebody next in line or one back uh, for, for the title. 
Yeah, what do you think about the stakes of this fight, Jed? We'll get into the betting odds, which I, I haven't looked at really all week, but I'm looking at them right now. And while I'm not surprised that Ankle Live is a favorite, I'm kind of surprised he's this big of a favorite, considering how the start of that first fight went. But I mean, obviously, he's, we he's didn't a bigger learn a whole, favorite than the lot. first fight. Yeah, which is crazy. But talk about the stakes here, because we have Ankle Live, who has fought for the vacant belt in a fight that Dana is not a fan of at all, and. To this day, I still don't understand why he hates that, hated that fight so much. But it seems like the road for Ankle Live to get to a title fight is going to have to be just him just darting dudes left and right and proving that he could be an exciting guy. Well, Johnny Walker, for most of his career, has been an exciting guy, but has had some stinkers as well. Do you feel that the stakes are super duper high here, especially with Alex Pereira as the champion? And in a world where availability is your best friend, how much does that factor into the result of this fight? So I've had some time to think, Mike, and I think because you know I don't want to put words into your mouth, but it feels like you're living in 2023. And that's not, <laughs> we're in a new year, Mike. 2023 was the year where, you know, availability was the best ability and righteousness does not prevail and it's just things are just going to get a little little wonky and yet at the start of this year we've already seen two times the right thing has happened Armand Saruki and we find Charles Oliveira that's the correct fight to make Dustin Poirier will be fighting Benoit Saint-Denis correct fight to make we are seeing justice done and I think 2024 is that year for us and and it will be that year because the winner of this is going to fight Alex Pereira for the for the belt. I think last year, and honestly, if you'd asked me this question a month and a half ago, I would have been like, if Walker wins, yes, because that fight is imminently sellable. But if Ankaliyev wins, they hate him, so they're just not going to let that happen. But this is the year of justice. This is the year of truth and honor and dignity. Magomed Ankaliyev can win an ugly fight here, and he will get to fight Alex Pereira because, tell you what. They just kind of need somebody to fight Alex Pereira at UFC 300 at this point in time. And I still believe that the most likely main event for 300, as I said yesterday, is that it's Israel Adesanya versus either Drinkus Duplessis or Sean Strickland if they can turn around quickly. But if they can't, maybe they just say, F it. Let's, let's get Alex Pereira versus Bogdan Kalaev at 300 or 301. We have pay-per-views that need headliners and the light heavyweight belt needs to be contested regardless of where Jamal Hill is. He can, Hill can come back in the summer and fight the winner of that fight. So I think we're looking at title shot here for the winner. Oh, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Casey just didn't let us know. He just turned to a black screen. Uh, fantastic, Rick. Um, yeah, great, great point. Great point by you. Um, I, I, you you said that uh, you said that two things had already happened that were just and fair and and putting us on the right track. I would argue three, which is you know not stripping John Jones and not succumbing to the pressure of giving Tom wow. Aspinall an artificial uh, shot at John Jones. So that would be three. Just Yet. things that we've seen here in, in 2024. Um, I agree with you, John, I, of that paper belt. <laughs> he needs to have that paper. No, paper no, hard earned. Uh, I agree with you that uh, I agree with you that uh, Alex Pereira needs an opponent. Um, are you interested in the winner of this fight versus Alex Pereira? Is that a compelling matchup? If it's Johnny Walker, it's super fun. And that's why, like, again, if, if you asked me a month ago, I would have said if Walker wins, he's getting a title shot because Johnny Walker versus Alex Pereira is fireworks. 
Uh, I would have said it's probably not going to have Frank alive because I think they hate him. But I, the timeline just really fits so seamlessly here, particularly if Ankoliev can can put together a good win. If he can get a finish of Johnny Walker, then I again, I you're it's just never going to be compelling with Mahmoud Ankoliev in the title conversation. I think he is probably the best light heavyweight in the world, but th- this guy is not dynamite television for the most part. But I think they're just sort of into this situation where they're because we've we've got the the rocket fight happening, but that that pushes the timeline for for Pereira way too far back. I, I just don't know what else would happen unless they will do, which I know many people think, and I even recognize as possible the Izzy Pereira at light heavyweight. I, I, I guess that is also possible. It's certainly more compelling than Ankalaev, but. I think they still want Izzy DDP in their big picture sort of hierarchy here. And so they will just say, fine, let's let Uncle Lyle fight for the belt. I, feel, I, I agree with everything you said. This division feels cursed. It feels like it's kind of as soon as John Jones left, it's kind of just been the ghost of John Jones, like kind of hanging over this division. It, it should have been, you know, Magomed kind of winning that fight and then uh not having the glover versus jamal hill jamal hill captures the title then he gets injured the belt floats around it goes to a middleweight who's coming up and taking and seizing the opportunity there hasn't really been that guy who just sits there and establishes this division i do believe if maga may gets the opportunity i think he can be that guy and probably will be that guy and i and you know i'm with you like the dude is not super exciting he's not box office he's not thrilling but i do feel like he has a lot of the same kind of feel as early islam and others who is just like yeah this guy's not you know this guy's not exciting i don't really want to see it and then they kind of come into their own and they get comfortable and they figure things out and i think he's super talented and i do believe if he's able to capture the title he'll probably be the one to kind of set things straight in that division um but i am interested in jamal hill coming back and i do think uh light heavyweight seems to have a little bit of momentum um and hopefully can can kind of get out of that curse state it's got a little bit of momentum and really the big thing like you you kind of alluded to it there i don't think people recognize how much of being a star is just being there for a long time like anderson silva when he won the belt was as exciting as possible and no one cared until he had done it for year after year after year. It is hard to have a box office main event at light heavyweight if the belt is changing hands every six, eight, 12 months. So I think Ankalaev probably is the best bet to maybe bring some stability and sort of have that in the future. But like that, that is a future sighted thing of being like, Hey, we're, we're eating our vegetables now because later this may pay off. But yep. as opposed to going for it, like Izzy Pereira, box office immediate. I very, very, very do not believe that I the winner of that fight would be a long-term light heavyweight champion. So that is robbing yeah. Peter to pay Paul for your immediate future, which the UFC has been prone to do. But again, that's 2023, boys. That, that's <laughs> last year's UFC. This year's UFC is all about meritocracy and doing what's right. Wow. Well, we'd, I would we love to live in that true. world. Yeah, I would, Armin, I would love to live there. Yeah, something tells me that if Armin Sarukian won a 49-46 decision against Benil Darius, she's probably not getting the Charles Oliveira fight. Yeah, because you know I mean? was last year. <laughs> last year. <laughs> but they booked the Oliveira fight this year because Correct. based on the result it's of last year. Because it's truth and justice this year. If he had done oh, that, in, yes, in, yes, if he yes. had done that in the summer, then no chance. 
But since he did it at the end of the year and now it's this year, now truth and justice prevail. Eat your Wheaties, do your push-ups, whatever it is that Hulk Hogan said to the kids back in the day. Vitamins. Don't forget the vitamins. Take your vitamins. Vitamins. Even the extra vitamins like Kimbo. Mm -mm, Not those. Not those. (laughs) No, 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 no. Sorry. We do not agree with with Jed's form here. Uh, So, Jed, based on how you feel 2024 is laid out, this meritocratic world here, who needs this one more based on the way you view 2024 and the merits-based promotion we're about to see apparently? Oh, Magomed and Goliath probably needs it more um, because 2024 is not 2025. I am not willing to believe that this year, uh, will, that this meritocratic system will, will kind of persist beyond this year. Um, and they do not like him. Again, for reasons that remain a bit of a mystery to me, I know he's not exciting, but it's not his fault that Jan Blovich and he drew. Like he overcame a bad start and showed championship grit and metal and arguably should have won that fight even Jan afterwards was like yeah probably didn't win that fight or whatever it's not his fault how the judges did that but they they're not interested in it he is also personally apparently cursed because if you look at sort of his career and what's happened a lot of weirdness is around him uh he the man needs to get to the belt as quickly as possible because the window is not open as long as Johnny Walker's fun and exciting and probably overachieving already in his career but, you know, even if he goes and gets thumped up by Magomed this this weekend, put him back in there, three exciting wins over people doing flashy Johnny Walker stuff, and he'll be right back in the mix. So I think Akalaev, I think he loses a lot more with, with an L this weekend. Do you agree with that, New York, Rick, that Ankalaev needs this one more than Johnny Walker does? I do because it's a bit of my own feel on it. And maybe, you know, I'll be proven to be wrong is that I don't think Johnny Walker is a championship level fighter. So I think the stakes are a lot lower. I think of him more in the Derek Lewis, throw him into a fight card anywhere and it's going to be fun and people are going to care. Derek Lewis who fought for a heavyweight title twice. Just so we're clear. Yes. But <laughs> you put together that run. You would have to you would have to go on that run to get that title. And I don't see Johnny Walker doing it. If he goes on that, if he wins this fight, all bets are off. It. Let's do it. If he Let's wins this it. fight, he's done it. He's getting the title shot. Yeah. But but I ultimately don't think like even that, I don't think Derek Lewis is a championship level fighter to to make the point very clear like you have to be able to win the championship to to be a championship level oh, fighter okay. and i don't think Derek lewis is ever actually going to win a, a ufc championship um so yeah i mean ultimately like i think he is somebody who will lose this fight and then be you know fighting other guys in in the light in the top of the light heavy light heavyweight division which is not very strong um and then not be far away from kind of repeating that process until ultimately ultimately maybe he will get that title opportunity but i don't foresee him holding ufc gold so uh whereas with magomed i do foresee him holding ufc gold i think the first opportunity he gets uh now he will become the champion well, he's got to be Johnny Walker, and he is heavily favored to do so. Minus 550, the line on Magomed Ankalaev, the comeback on Johnny Walker, plus 410. Jed, your official pick, and is there betting value on Johnny Walker at plus 410? Because like I said, I feel like Magomed should be a, a sizable favorite, but minus 550 seems a little, I don't know, a little long here. Numbers a bit large for sure. Uh, my official prediction is Magomed Ankalaev is going to get the W here. I have to for the last 
three years I have predicted him to be the light heavyweight champion of the UFC. And like everyone is doing with Hamza uh, Shabai at this point, one of these years I'm going to be right. It is just a law of numbers. If I keep shooting the same shot, it'll find the target one of these days. So I think he's going to get the W. Um, I don't think he should be this big of a favorite just because if you go back and rewatch the first fight, Johnny Walker is just enormous. He's the largest man alive. And Marco Nikolaev is not a small person, but he is small in the cage with Johnny Walker. And Johnny Walker has some success. Sure, Ankolaev, you know, maybe hurts him. Maybe Johnny Walker's playing possum. Still hard to really know. And then is in a dominant position before blatantly doing an illegal thing that should have gotten him DQ'd. But, you know, I, I think this fight can be more competitive than the odds are. I still don't wouldn't bet on Johnny Walker because um, I already have a couple of bets in on Magomed and Kalaev. I had one um, on him by decision at plus 750. That line has plummeted to plus 400, so not really helpful to anyone, but that seemed like value. But uh, I do think this fight probably goes a little longer. Ankalaev is a bit of a decision merchant over the course of his career. And unless, like Rick says, you know, he's settling in in the way Islam and Habib sort of did, and now he's about to start putting together big, impressive finishes, which could absolutely be the case and would super help his career. I think it's this is more likely to kind of last into the championship rounds, into four and five, and maybe he gets a late stoppage or it does go to the cards. Yeah, Greg, it seems like you're on picking ankle live here does how does he do it does this one get done before it goes to the cards or are we going to the cards here yeah i think he's gonna finish them i i i think the you know sounds like jed got some great value on a decision and certainly it seems like as the level of competition has increased he's been more prone to decisions uh but i just think he's significantly better than johnny walker and across five rounds he's he's gonna find an opportunity so i i would lean toward a finish i'm definitely not confident in it and I definitely don't think there's a lot of value on him at the price that he, he's currently at. Um, definitely a dog or pass, but I don't feel comfortable betting dog money on uh, Johnny Walker against somebody who I think is just better than him everywhere. Look, I, as much as I want to believe in Jed's meritocratic 2024, um, I don't think it's true. I think this is – like you said on BTL yesterday, Jed – it's a contract year for the UFC. They want to put the biggest and best fights on possible. Now, could Magomed Ankalaev somehow find his way into one of the biggest and best fights? Sure. But if he yeah. has the kind of performance I think he's going to have tomorrow, then I don't think he's going to get it. I think he is going to win a dominant decision tomorrow. I don't know if he finishes Johnny Walker. I'll tell you what. He needs to finish Johnny Walker if he wants to get a title shot. If he goes out there in 50-45s, Johnny Walker, if we see a Tiago Moises-type performance, or not Tiago Moises, uh, Tiago, who am I talking about? Did I get that right? Santos. Tiago Santos. Santos. Golly, I don't know Tiago, why Tiago Moises is in no I think Angle Ive probably finished. <laughs> yeah, he probably finished Tiago Moises. I think he's probably getting the dub there. <laughs> what a dink. Can't believe With I just did 50 that. 50 pounds of weight <laughs> on him. I think he could find a way to put together uh, a thrilling finish. Oh, uh, what So then a nerd. Who, who, gets, who gets the shot, Mike, if not, if not the winner? More importantly, what is more exciting and enthusiastic than truth justice and merit meritocracy you know 
Well, thinking the, 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 see, the problem with this things, campaign it's is it's going to fall apart in like a week. Like we're, it's not nope. going to take very long for this to fall apart. Like it's, it, this has no shelf life. This no, has I can, no legs. I can, I can spin the hell out of this campaign. <laughs> this this is going to be done quick. I'm looking um, but who here. gets it then, Mike? I don't That's know. A great question. I, look, if Anka, if, if Johnny Walker finishes Magomed Ankle Live, I think Alex Perez would be like, yeah, dude, I'm fighting that guy. Like, I think we're going to go ahead and get that done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it happens like 300, but I think that might be what it is. Here's the deal, though. I think the biggest wild card in all of this, especially if – is Jamal Hill. And whenever he's ready to come back, like the UFC really wants to put that fight together. And if you're asking me like five fights I have to see in 2024 – Alex Pereira versus Jamal Hill is probably one of the five fights I have to see in 2024. So, is it very important to He's out. Let me just say one more thing, man. Yeah, he's going to be out for a bit. From what I'm hearing, April, May, he's going to be able to get cleared and and start training. So we could see him like July or August at this point. Yeah, but but that's my thing. No, Alex is sitting. Then you're then you're sitting Alex until the late summer. No, the answer, Mike. The answer that you should have said is Khalil Roundtree Jr., baby. Let's do it. Let's mm. let's make that happen. And then, then Alex, the winner of that can fight Jamal Hill. Alex versus Izzy and Alex versus Hill are the only two, to me, that feel like pay-per-view headliners, unless, unless anybody disagrees. That, those are the only two that feel like they're going to be the top billing on a card. Alex versus I mean, Magomed, Alex versus Johnny, all these fights feel like they're going to be like a co-main event fodder. They feel like they're going to be underneath something. I would pay $100 to watch Alex fight Khalil Roundtree Jr., I think you're you're speaking I, for I hardcore may be fans. A minority, but I would pay one hundred yeah. American dollars to watch that. <laughs> that. That's that's one of those fights that every hardcore MMA fan is paying premium dollar for, and zero yes. casual fans are paying for. It's not a single yeah, soul on the, the planet. But the casual fans are paying for three hundred anyway, so it's fine. You got three title fights. <laughs> you got these two dudes just going donkey car on each other. It'd be yeah. Sick. It won't be the main event. It won't be the main event. Um, Come on, we're not uh, no, because we we all know Dana's about to announce Leon Bilal is on that fight card, and just I that's going to be the main. That can't be the main because meritocracy demands that Leon Edwards not main event fight cards. He he will, (laughs) he will. Um, So yeah, I I just see Magomed versus Alex happening as the co-main event of some fight of some fight some point. That's basically what I feel. I mean, I, I may agree, actually, because you can't do Magomed and Leon Edwards on the same UFC 300. <laughs> that's just like, that's an anathema to all business. So A finish okay. is imperative for either guy. It really is. They got to go out there and put the boots away. Like there is a, a decision win is not going to get either guy the next title fight. I don't think. I don't think. Now, if Ankle Live does what we know he's capable of doing, then it's possible. If he goes out there and just pounds him out and beats the shit out of him, then yeah, there's very good chance they will try to push him into that fight. Of course, Alex Pereira will be by far the A side there. And if he's like, nah, I want to wait for Jamal Hill, then the UFC is just going to be like, okay, then we'll just do that. Or if he wants to fight Izzy, then the UFC will just do that. So he's going to have some say in this matter, but a decision win is just not going to do it. It's not going to do it. And I feel like ankle live in that smaller cage, which gives him, a huge advantage in this fight, especially against a guy as gigantic and as massive as a Johnny Walker, the smaller cage will be his friend. I think he can use that to his advantage. A lot of clinch work, a lot of takedowns, and I could see him winning a dominant decision, but not one where we come on the post-fight show. We're like, yes, absolutely. Got to give Magomed Ankalaev a title shot. I don't know if we're going to get that. So that's where I'm at here. 
Yep. Which would be good for Jed because Magamite ain't alive by decision would cash for him. I mean, I'd be a huge fan of that, but my future bets on Magamite and Goliath to be champion, take a hit. Well, he could still get a title fight. You know, I mean, Jamal Hill beats Alex Pereira. Maybe we get Magamite and Goliath versus Jamal Hill for the light heavyweight that's gonna, title. That's going to sell four pay-per-views. <laughs> the NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, light heavyweight is an interesting time, interesting division. It's an interesting time. Much like the flyweight division, gentlemen, the division that never seems to let you down. Uh, I mean, once in a while, it lets us down, but we still get good fights. We found out yesterday, Amir Albazi out of the UFC Mexico City main event with Brandon Moreno. And now we get a, another Brandon Moreno rematch. He will fight Brandon Royval at UFC Mexico City, which is obviously going to be a crazy-ass fight. But we have a flyweight co-made event tomorrow. Manel Kopp, who is coming into his own as a UFC fighter. We were all super excited about him when he came over from Ryzen. couple of setbacks, but now he's just looking like the Manel Kopp we thought he would look like when he came into the organization, just finishing guys, having exciting fights. And now he gets to avenge one of his early losses to Mateus Nicolau, at least try, New York Rick, this is a great fight. Manel Cobb is sort of a, a very popular pick for a future champion at 125 pounds if things fall the right way for him. Gets a chance to fight Mateus Nicolau. Still a really good fighter. Thoughts on the matchup here? I, li- I really like this one. Love it. I mean, you know, I'm definitely one of those people on the Manel Cop bandwagon. Uh, you know, I'm not going to try to hide um, my bias here. I, I believe in Manel Cop. I think he will kind of compete for title, if not be champion. Um, has an exciting style, some, some language that I don't love on the microphone, but also kind of exciting on the microphone when he's on his best behavior, like is, is, is very petty, is very, um, mean, is very aggressive, uh, willing to stand up and fight Israel Adesanya, uh, over a dispute with Kai Kara France. So I'm a fan of kind of the whole Manel cap, uh, cop package other than the one little part that I did mention that he needs to clean that language up a little bit. Um, but I, I think this is a good opportunity for him to launch himself into into the uh, flyweight title picture. And as Jed alluded to, there was a there was a fight between two top contenders that seemed like it was inevitable would have the next shot, and now that has uh, not materialized and kind of disappeared uh, overnight, which puts the winner of this fight in, in a really nice position uh, when it comes to the flyweight championship. Jed, I, I well, let's see. What does that say? I didn't even see what the other word is. Cop crew stand up. 
That's right. Go ahead. Have at it. I mean, this tomorrow is now. I thought that there was a very good chance that with a win, Manel Cop uh, win tomorrow, win on Saturday, that Manel Cop gets to fight for the title next. But there was always the specter of Emil Albazi, Brandon Moreno. It, I, I, I know that uh, uh, Alejandro Pantoja has said that he kind of wants to, wanted the winner of that fight, thought that fight made sense. And if that was Emil Albazi, that totally makes sense. If it's Moreno, he's 3-0 over Moreno. I'm not sure we need to go to a fourth so soon, even though fight's competitive and fun and we'd all watch it. So I thought a win a win by cop could put him in line to jump Brandon Moreno if Moreno beats Albazi. Abazi's no longer in the conversation because of this injury. I think if Manel Cop wins tomorrow, he's it. He is just the next title contender. Kind of doesn't matter the way he wins. And certainly if he can win emphatically, impressively, excitingly, then I don't think there's a, a question. I think you absolutely go with Manel Cop over uh, for the next one. I was honestly really surprised when we did our, you know, year, year prediction, end of year prediction contest thing or whatever. I thought that I was kind of like, cutting some angles, picking Manel Cop to be the, the flyweight champion at the end of the year, and then somewhat popular. A number of people jumped on board there. I, I didn't see this coming, but I do think that the path is here. Obviously, he still has to beat Mateus Nikolai, who's already beaten him. He has to beat Alejandro Pantoja, who's already beaten him. But I think he's got a really good shot to to do the first one of those this weekend. And if he does, I don't. I just don't know how a win doesn't get him a title fight when you look at the current landscape. Are we really going to go to Moreno again? We're definitely not going to do a Roy Val if Roy Val beats Moreno. He just lost dominantly to Pantoja. Everything has come up Millhouse from an El Cop th this weekend, and now he just has to go out and execute. So you think even if Brandon Moreno goes out and just dusts up Roy Val and looks like a freaking superstar – at the same time, because it's going to be in Mexico City, he will look like an absolute massive megastar if he does that. That cop is just a no-brainer pick? or Because I kind of feel like the is. UFC might go back to it. I think the UFC think could go back to it, but, dude, he's he's 0-3. Like, come on. Yeah, but he's it's fair. It's fair. But every time Brandon Moreno has been in a title fight for the flyweight division, it's been an all time fight. Like you, you know, what he's a, he's a known yeah, the fight will be commodity. Fun. You're going to get an absolute amazing flyweight title fight. I think that matters to the UFC. I think that matters enough to the UFC and don't get me wrong. Like the last because one, Manel cop historically is not super fun as, as well. No, no. I, I'm don't, Hey, I told you I'm in the, I'm in the cop crew. I'm a, I'm tapping the sign behind you too. I'm in the cap. <laughs> right. I'm in the cop crew, but stand up. Brandon, ben, Brandon Moreno has been in main events, flyweight title fights over and over and over and always delivered in a division that needed that in a division that was going to go away, but him and Davis and Figueredo, their kind of drama. And now this uh, Moreno Pantoja drama have kept this thing alive. He, he, to me, feels like somebody who, if he gets that win in Mexico and the crowd is chanting his name and he's being carried out on people's shoulders and Cop has an okay performance, I think it's going to go to Moreno. So I think, I think uh, I'm sorry, it's, it, yeah, it's going to go to Moreno. I think Moreno's still in the driver's seat. I think if he gets an impressive win over Roy Val, um, he's still going to be the one who ultimately is, is first in line there. Uh, but if Cop if the style points matter and cop has a better performance than Moreno and Moreno for some reason struggles with Roy Val, 
I think the door is wide open. I think there's an opportunity for it to happen, but I do think it's Moreno's to lose. He's he's just about, such a he's just such a bankable known commodity for them. What about this aspect to it though, Rick? Um, I think everyone anticipates that Pantoja's next fight will be at the rumored Brazil event, that they're gonna have one yeah. in the first or second quarter there. More, yeah, Moreno getting that done, sure. In Mexico City, that's obviously big. The timeline may be a little tight depending on when that that Brazil card actually happens versus Brandon Moreno gets a win in Mexico city. UFC Noche is right there in September. I'm not sure why Brandon Moreno couldn't just have dibs on the winner of a cop Pantoja fight that takes place in Brazil in, you know, May or whatever timeline that, that event ends up happening. I buy it. It's certainly possible. I buy it. I think you this gotta, all depends on you have to put Brandon Moreno at UFC Noche. Like if you're doing this, <laughs> if you're having him fight for the belt, it needs to happen at Noche. And so I don't, I, you just shouldn't, you shouldn't shelve Pantoja until September. Cause I, th- I think you can have, I think we can have our cake and eat it too, Rick. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think Moreno could fight three times, by the way. Like I think it's Easy. very possible he could win uh his next fight in mexico win another fight or, or fight for the title again and then potentially defend in september if that need be but you are setting up a nicer scenario where the title shot is is essentially guaranteed if he's able to win here in mexico so i buy that timeline completely um i do think this is where it's going to come down to the performances i think they're going to have two really really good options potentially and have to kind of align those pieces but i'm i'm completely open to the possibility that you've just laid out for sure yeah. And remember I'm what happened last mine. time? Remember what happened last my, time? I love my timeline. I think it's perfect. <laughs> what happened last time? Brandon Moreno fought Brandon Royval. He fought for the belt three weeks later. Yeah. Turned right around, made the weight, had one of the greatest fights this, in flyweight history with Davis and Figueredo. It could happen. This is where the this is where the politics come into play. This is where Moreno being 0-3 against Pantoja comes into play, right? You take this opportunity when it comes or you're getting skipped. You're 0-3 against the guy. You have to take it when it comes, and that's where the UFC will have the leverage and the pressure to be able to make this happen on the time frame that they want because Manel Kopp might be there saying, hey, I'm ready. I'll fight whenever too, so just call my name. So, there. I mean, these two options are amazing fantastic options dude for a here's the fight. part that i don't think you have given enough credence to right think about this would you rather have brandon moreno's sweet love beautiful soul brandon moreno going <laughs> into brazil to be the villain opposed to pantoja <laughs> or do you want manel cop to go into brazil and be the bad guy because i know which one of these scenarios i want my friends and it's not yeah. lego man lego man's in noche at the end of the year with whoever is holding the belt let manel I, I cop go to brazil come on i don't I don't think you've considered this. Would we get Manel Cop back if that happened? Probably Would Manel Cop be coming home? Hey. Would we still have him anymore? How about, how about this scenario? Just saying, think how about, about the scenario, heat Dad? in that arena. It would, it would be, be there would be a lot of heat there. There would be a lot of heat. But what about this scenario, Jed? Let's you want to have your cake and eat it too? I'm gonna lay out a perfect, a little perfect thing for you. Let's just say Brandon Moreno goes out there and just Knocks out Brandon Royval in the first round, gets his title shot, Very looks possible. like a superstar. And Manel Cop's all pissed off, like, oh, the UFC, you got to do something for me to make me happy. What if these rumors are true? What if these rumors that we're hearing from the Japanese media is true? And we get Manel Cop, Kyoji Horiguchi, too, in a number one contender fight. Because Manel Cop has already fought Horiguchi and was finished by him in 2017. I ain't complaining about that idea. You could even do that at 300 if we can get Horiguchi over there. 
You're complaining about that? <laughs> yeah, Horikoshi runs him just like he did the last time. I like Manel Kopp. Manel Kopp's a really, really good fighter. Kyoji is special and pretty bad stylistically. For I mean, the fight's great, but like we're in a situation where it's not like we have a, a multitude of dudes fighting for the belt. We've had the same like three guys scrap for over the past you know two and a half years or whatever i want to get as many title shots in as i want to i want to do this like it's ufc5 i want manel cop to get a shot at the belt i want uh kai kara france to get a shot like i want all these dudes to do it and kyoji will just take that from him <laughs> kyoji will just beat him so i want manel cop in brazil if kyoji does come back man that's gonna make things so spicy though good god flyweight's yeah. about to be fun as hell and it's already pretty good yeah, Kyoji being added to that makes it super fun. Uh, so that's there's a lot at stake here. Uh, feels like Mateus Dikola being completely overlooked, and he was overlooked. <laughs> which he should not be. Right too. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say all of our great plans heavily reliant on Mateus Nicolau falling over this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it could be a y'all must have forgot performance from Mateus Nicolau. Jim Miller on his road to UFC 300, taking on Gabriel Benitez, Ricky Simone, Mario Batista. Very interesting fight. I think we're going to see. We're going to get some questions answered about Mario Batista in that fight, which I'm kind of looking forward to. And then Phil Haas, Bruno Ferrer is a, just a perfect opener for this main card because I don't think that fight's getting past seven and a half minutes. So uh, before we move on to the peeps, New York Rick, I'll begin with you. What's the low-key banger of this card? Seems like a lot of the attention is on the main and the co-main event. But if you look up one and down right this main card, it's pretty good. And then there's some prelims that are really good as well. What's the low-key banger in your eyes? It's probably just my my feelings about the fights, uh, but I, I I really always like Semmelsberger. I feel like it's always crazy when he gets in the cage, so I'm I'm looking forward to his fight a good with uh, Preston Parsons. Like the dude, the dude, like you just don't know what you're getting out of a Semmelsberger fight. He knocks a guy down five times, or he's getting not like it's just crazy i'm i'm interested in the chaos of that fight but i think there's i mean there's really no bad answers on this card as we've kind of outlined there's intrigue in like most of these there's there's some fun matchmaking going on here but but that's the one that i'm just like yeah matt semelsberger is fighting i'm in like i want to see the the craziness jad i think i know where you're going with this where are we going so there's one good answer. I will say that there's one right answer. Simmelsberger Parsons is a good answer, except for I will disagree with Rick. You know exactly what you're getting. He's going to drop <laughs> Preston Parsons, like probably multiple times, but then he's not going to finish them and he's going to gas out. And Preston Parsons is going to start wrestling him and that fight's going to get way closer than it should be because that's just the Matthew Simmelsberger way. Yes, it's, yes uh, it is. It's going to be fun anarchy. Listen to No Hats Bard as we sort of lament our inability to re to really figure out who Matthew Simmelsberger is as a fighter. Uh, the correct answer is Farid Basharat, Taylor Lapalus. That fight is saucy. That fight's so good. Farid Basharat's undefeated. Um, I don't think he's as good of a fighter as his brother, but he's kind of a better one than his brother. Uh, I sort of liken to him uh, the Basharat brothers to the Pettis brothers, and like Anthony Pettis is the better fighter than Sergio Pettis like he is the more accomplished fighter the the fighter who stands out more but I think Sergio Pettis is actually like a better all-around fighter than Anthony he just doesn't have the same like athleticism and sort of gifts and so he has to get by with a lot more skill and technique and sort of tactical awareness and Anthony is just like YOLO I'm a cage kicker dude and he can it's awesome I think that that's really the case with uh 
Fareed Bashra here. He is the Sergio Pettis in this situation of he's an incredibly smart fighter. His fight IQ is off the charts. His, his tactical awareness is great. Not a terrific athlete. And he's now about to start hitting that that glut of bantamweight where that's going to be a big limiting factor as he continues to rise up. And Taylor Laflis has shown some weaknesses, but on a terrific run right now. And these two dudes just match up in a really, really exciting way. I, I am very, very enthused about this fight. It's got to be fun. Landscapers are right outside. It's unbelievable. Uh, quick update, by the way, uh, before we go to the peeps. One fighter left to weigh in with about 16 minutes to go, and it is, is Manel Cobb. No, it's yeah. Manel Cobb. Yeah. Manel Cobb, the last fighter to weigh in. Of course, our weigh-in expert, Alexander K. Lee, is all over this, uh, and he will keep us posted. Maybe we'll bring him in. Uh, if, if well, that'd be happen. fun. If, if uh, Cobb misses weight, I reserve the right to change everything we talked about for the last 15 minutes. Including your sign, you'll just you'll just erase yeah. it off the whiteboard. Cop, cop uh, crew, sit down is what that sucks. will read. Cop crew, sit uh, down. Jed, Jed and Mike, question for you: Who's more likely to look like an explosive, powerful world beater for four minutes before gassing out and losing? Phil Hawes or Matthew Semmelsberger? Semmelsberger oh, for sure, because I think that there's a chance Phil Hawes is like, what if I just tackle this dude? I don't <laughs> there, think he'll do it a, for the whole okay. fight. But like at some point he'd just be like, I could just sit on him and that might be smarter. And then eventually he'll stand up and they'll punch each other. But Simmelsberger is definitely going to look like a world beater for four minutes. That's <laughs> just sure. his way. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, according to my best friend, Alexander Kaylee, Menel Cop, he thinks he's about to step up to the scale. So things are about to get Ooh, a little spicy drama. here. Oh, this is, this is something. If he's stepping up now, that means he's, you know, he's probably on weight, right? He's got no, that means, minutes. you know, he's, he's trying to get that hour, that extra hour or whatever it is. Could be, could be. So we will keep you posted. But in the meantime, Casey, come on in. And let's take some questions from the peeps for the first time here on the preview shows. Can I also say shout out to this fight card? It has two of my prospects to watch off the most recent uh, season of Contender Series, including my number one prospect, Tom Nolan. That dude's gonna be awesome. Who's number yeah. two? What are the What are the two? Gene Gene Silva is the other one. Okay, cool. I like he's, that. Gene Silva is the biggest betting favorite really? on the card. Uh, he's like featherweight Michelle Pereira, which is pretty sick. Mm. Um, so that's <laughs> why he's cool. And Tom Nolan, I just like the best way I can explain him if you didn't watch contender series and one, he's six, three and a lightweight. So he's Jalen Turner and Dan hooker. And he's got to figure out defense and like a lot of stuff, but he's, he's nasty, nasty man. And he's got a superpower. So he's going yeah, to kill the Moda. I love that. <laughs> and you got Josh Van the fight right before that. It's kicking off the card yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Really? You know, it's easy to hate on some of these apex cards. Sometimes they do do it right. And, and this is an example this of what is they right. can do. They've done it right. Yeah. This is exactly how There's apex all- cards should be, especially at the bottom, like kind of, yep. not, I don't want to say squash matches, but the matches first we're expecting highlights. Are, we're expecting highlights. Yeah. The first yeah. four fights are all like legitimate prospects. Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's what these cards are for. I like it. Um, quick. No mental cup, go- by the way, no mental cup, by the way. No, nothing yet. Not about 14 not minutes, maybe. Yeah, 14 uh, minutes. He's going to weigh go. 123 to make a point. <laughs> oh, yes. I love I love it. Cop crew. Hey, hey, I was on the cop crew way before you guys. I'm you, just going to say, I, you I was. We were the, are tra- among I, I, the immediate 
yeah, leaders I'll, in the Cop Crew Clubhouse. Yeah, Manel Cop was, yeah. was on the first episode of What the Heck. That's yeah. how much we were. <laughs> the very first show, yeah. out of the gates, first show with MMA fighting. Manel Cop just signed with the UFC, and he was on the he was on the very first show. I legitimately think Casey had Manel Cop ranked like in the top eight, like the first month we did rankings. Oh yeah, just he, like he, he just, just had him. In. The he had him fighter. so right. high to the top. I was like, "Yep, this is it." It's like, okay. <laughs> and I, I will say, okay, when he lost to Pantoja in the UFC, that was a legit loss. But he beat Nicolau. He beat. I'm looking. Nicolau. Made this, beat, I'm looking. Beat Nicolau, for sure. That was like one of the like. I think we had thir- thirty. Media members all pick cop. Not one media member had Nicolau. It was he a competitive fight. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. He, okay. he for sure beat him. It was a close fight, though. It was not. It was not. It was, you know, it was competitive, yeah, it was but a, a clear win. Competitive winner. fight. Yeah, he should have won. Yeah. it was a competitive yeah. fight. Before we go to the questions, Jed, is Ankalaev is he the two hundred five Leafy Green? Oh, probably. He probably <laughs> is. Yeah. That's, okay. I, I mean, he's he's just your vegetables. You know, like he's good for you, but you're not excited about him. Which is untrue. I love vegetables, but for the sake of for the sake of this analogy, it works. Okay, I, I was kind of I was kind of wondering, like, why doesn't he? Maybe he does, but why I didn't mean, he get the look same at the hate rest that, of the what, what, two hundred five rankings? And who else could it possibly be? Jan. No, because Jan – so Jan for his entire career was, but then he expertly rebranded with the semi-fictitious legendary Polish power, yeah. and that was enough. He had a gimmick. It's, and it's gimmick not actually real, though. Of, no, the gimmick real. was kind of a lie, but it's a gimmick that worked and got over, okay. so it's fine. Well, fair enough. Like, if yeah, Uncle Ive had a gimmick – if Uncle Ive had a hat, yeah. if he just had a, a Popopka or like a funny hat, <laughs> he could maybe get That's over. That's what we're missing. Instead, That's what we're missing. Yeah, you're right. Instead, he has no gimmick. He's just like very good and slightly cursed and doesn't talk shit or anything. So he's missing it. He needs – he's one step away. He's one gimmick away from getting over. Because right. <laughs> like I love Habib. I love – Habib's one of my favorite fighters of all time and I was on the bandwagon almost immediately. A lot of Habib's early fights were not the most exciting things to watch. But he chatted some shit and he had a fun hat and that was enough to get him over. Yeah. And Islam did none of those things and he still got over eventually. I feel like Magomed's on that path. Islam got over because his relation to Habib. Yeah, Habib. Yeah. He just kind of co-opted him in. Magomed doesn't have that, so he's got to find a way. And then yes. Yeah. And Habib cut the promo to get him the Volkanovsky fight. So there you go. Habib should just be a mouthpiece. Like I know he's done with MMA, but he would be like, don't be Islam's good on his own. You just got to give Habib to Umar. Like Habib needs to be Umar's mouthpiece to get Umar over the hump here. Agreed. 10 minute warning from an L cop, by the way, 10 minute warning. Uh, Oh, wow. bed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is this the last yes. time we see two guys with as much UFC experience as Arlovsky and Miller on a card together for some time? Yes, this yeah. is the easiest answer I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Like you, you know how I know this is easy because they're one and two in the most fights in UFC history. So unless the two of them are on the same card later this year, yes, yeah, that's it. I, I just don't. I don't think the longevity that these two have had is common enough that we will see like pairs like this. Like I'd be shocked if we get anybody in in a long time who's going to even come close to what Jim Miller. Uh, is doing here like it is it is insane clay clay guida is six fights back of him he will be seven fights back of him after jim miller fights this weekend i do not believe clay guida is getting seven more fights in the ufc uh rda is going to be nine fights back very unlikely he will fight nine more times like there's no no one's going jim miller has a legitimate shot to set a record that will never be broken yeah Yeah, i I think it's gonna be very tough Will his rec- what and is his record? What, what is the number right now? His Jim Miller, 42 he- is Jim Miller. He will be 43 and then 44 if he fights at UFC 300. 44. Also, I'd take nothing away from Jim Miller here because that's unbelievable. The fact that Andre Olovsky at heavyweight has 40 and it's about to be 41, I legitimately believe that to be un- unbreakable. I do not believe not, anyone will come close to beating Andre Arlovsky's heavyweight fights record in the US. What's almost more impressive about Andre Arlovsky's is how many eras it spans. And also, he was pronounced for dead post-UFC. He was like, times. this guy's done. This guy's done, three, done, done. And then every time he's done, and now he's still going. It's pretty dude, crazy. I remember, three different times he had four-fight losing streaks that we thought were the end of his career, and he came Yeah. Out. I remember media members when the UFC re-signed Arlovsky, the – the whatever the last time i think and they were they were just like offended that dana could do this they're like like how would you like do they were just like like a gas like that is just like a crime against humanity to bring arlovsky back after this is after like the fort what did what was it oh no Holy wait breaking shit news shit balls yeah i saw uh, oh, no. hold on hold on did hold he miss by did he miss by a lot wow oh we gotta redo Whoa. the whole show guys Oh no! What happened? Uh, according to our our weigh-in expert Alexander Kaylee, and I'm just I, I just want to make sure this is this is true. I gotta want to make sure it's it's confirmed on social media. But oh, one twenty nine no. and a half from no, no, that's yeah. And there it is, three and a half pounds. Jeez. Oh. I would say ah. that Brandon Moreno now has the inside track to a title fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's amazing. a shame. Sheesh, man. That's it. like that's half brutal. a pound. Maybe we can kind of go. All right. But man, three and a half at, at two. You can't get extra hour. I can tell you that right now. Uh, yeah. Now, if at you're flyweight, now, that's listen, a lot. Oh, boy. If Sorry. you are Mateus Nicolau right now, Ooh. Jed Bichu, and we're living in a 
meritocratic world. Now, look, it's 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said it's going to take a week to fail. It took it took 20 minutes. What happened? What, no, what, happened, what are you talking about? What happened to Wonder Boy Thompson? That was 2023. This is a new year. Yeah. It's a new UFC, right? If you're Mateus Nicolau, do you take this fight? Or do you say, no, I'm, I'm not fighting you, dude. I'm not giving you this opportunity. Forget it. I made weight like a pro. I'm not doing it. What, she, what do you I think would, he, I would take the fight, but I don't, you know, I don't know if he will or not. And I won't begrudge him to not do it. And you know what? You're right. In 2023, the UFC might have been upset about that. And they might have been angry at Mateus Nicolau. And they might have tried to burn him like they did Wonderboy. This year, they're going to be like, you know what? Bad on Manel Cop for missing weight. Mateus, we're going to we're gonna get you a fight. We're going to figure it out. Don't you worry. Uh, we'll get you one as soon as we can. And uh, Manel Cop, you're you're in the doghouse because this is a just, honest, and dignified sport we're in this year, and that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm okay with went- it. It's it's unfortunate for my Manel Cop future bet, but that is the the just answer is Manel Cop will not be getting a title fight next after this weekend as a result. And and by the way, neither will Mateus Nicolau, even if he wins. Uh, yeah. Who's never going to get one is of going, his wins? Yeah, the, so the meritocracy just died on the vine like immediately. What are you talking this about? Is, this is this over. Is mer- this is over. No, that is, that is meritocratic. He doesn't deserve it. He missed weight. So this is absolutely no, meritocratic. No, Nicolau. No, but he he never deserved it if he won anyway. He just got lit up. He just lost to Royva. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, he never was going to get one even with a win, but a win puts him one away, which I still think if he beats Manel Cop, if he accepts his fight and beats him, yeah, probably he, he's still one away. Like, all right, fight. Man, I, ho- I hope he takes the fight. I hope he takes the fight. I I don't think he's going to take a fight. At three and a half pounds at flyweight, that's, that's like plus, 10 pounds. Plus I beat at- you. Plus, I beat yeah. you already. It's on my record. I don't yeah, have to. It doesn't make plus me look if he honestly. Doesn't Nick- take the fight. They're definitely going to make Horiguchi fight Manel Cop. Oh yeah, <laughs> they will definitely do Manel. Here's Horiguchi for you, bro. Enjoy. Yeah, but but Nicolau is probably going to get a, a tough out next time too. He's probably mm-hmm. going to. He's probably going to suffer all tough some outs ill when effect. You're try- but they're all tough outs when you're trying to fight for the title, you know. Nicolau, they're not going to punish him. I'm telling you, it's a meritocratic club. <laughs> he's going to get his win and show. Yeah, yeah, he's going to get his win and show. Yeah, he'll. Yeah, he'll. The main look, event. Look, look, look. <laughs> I, I, I said nothing about win and show. Okay, this Cop, is. Cop's going to apologize. Cop's going to write a nice little letter. I'm sorry to my opponent. In fantasy land, all right. <laughs> We're not living in fantasy land. <laughs> Dana's taking his free venom gear back from Nicolau right now. No, no. You don't get those show. either. You know, He's a bit much. Ugh, you know, this stinks. Man, this stinks. This sucks, dude. This sucks. I'm so bummed, man. I'm so yeah. such a big weight miss. Come on, that's crazy. Gosh, is that his second in the UFC? That's second, yeah. Again, but this yeah. one's kind of ridiculous. This is a big. This is a big one. Um, hoping he, hoping he's injured. And that's like I don't know. I guess yeah. it all depends on Nicolau's. Um, uh his really his bank account honestly if he's broke right now and sharing sharing an apartment with roommates then i'm I'm sure he's taking the fight if he's doing okay then yeah don't take the fight take take the fight anyway it's three pounds you'll be fine <laughs> yeah but it's the three, risk reward three, like this is a tough three pounds fight. at three pounds at flyweight is that's significant that is very significant a lot oh, of things man. are significant manel cops significant 
I'm, if I walk into a dude and I'm gonna fight him in a bar, I'm like, actually, you outweigh me this by five pounds. This ain't a bar fight, man. You, yeah, you stab a broken bottle on a guy's that's, eyeball. That's, that's what that's you do in a bar fight. This ain't a bar fight. Wow, Casey, Casey, Casey's going straight for murder immediately. Yeah. Oh, we're talking You're bar fights. Like this yeah. is a real sport. I'm trying to make it a real sport, Casey. I'm trying to make it a meritocracy. This is a carnival sideshow that we've all devoted our lives to. This is not an athletic contest. It's a fist fight. And you just fist fight him, it'll be fine. You'll beat him. Believe in yourself. <laughs> if, three, if three pounds makes you not believe in yourself, did you ever believe in yourself in the first place? That's all I'm asking. If it was oh. three pounds, maybe, but this is three and a half pounds. That other half Oh, pound. that extra half pound is... That's like that's, six pounds. A half pound is the differentiator between self-belief and not... There's gotta Come be a on, breaking point. Fine. Yeah, it's, it's three, yeah. three and a half. That's the, there's gotta be a. There's gotta 30. be a line. Thirty is the breaking point. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> the commission's just like. The commission's just like yeah, whatever. Cool. That's the breaking point. How many I don't Manel know. Com- if you listen to Anthony Smith, Jim Miller can beat Brock Lesnar. So weight's really all all a fabrication anyway. And that's a professional fighter talking. That's not me. It's a professional fighter. He obviously knows what he's talking about. Uh, so if you're just joining We've us. We've gone uh, off the rails. If you're just joining us, uh, we are <laughs> reacting to Manel Cop missing weight by three and a half pounds for the co-main event matchup with Mateus Nicolau. No word on whether the fight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. change it. We'll go forward if there's going to be penalties, if there's going to be fines. I'll tell you what. If, if Nicolau's going to take this fight, he better ask 20% ain't going to cut the mustard. Oh, you got to get way more than 20. You got to get us, like, at least 30, 50. 30, get that 30. Yeah, yeah at least 30. 30 Cop crews, sit down, man. Uh, just like Tough that. for us. It's too bad too. I was talking to Eric Nixick in an interview that's going to drop probably in like the next day or two, and he was. T- I asked him like, which which fighter should we have our eye on this year? And he was like, I'm telling you, man, Manel Cop is like on a whole other yeah. level right now. I was going to mention that too, but Eric. we haven't released the interview yet. Yeah, but yeah, I watched the interview yesterday too, and I saw that like he was very high on Cop in the interview. But dang it, dang it, dang it. Yeah, crazy. All right, what else is there to talk about? Jeez. <laughs> Uh, on the Andre, I did have one thing on Olavsky that I was going to say before we got sidetracked. He predates Dana in the UFC. It's <laughs> yeah. never like he's – I. we just generally don't give enough love to this man. It's an unbelievable career. If he yeah, ever so retires, he's getting a damn instantaneously. There I might not be a single employee – at the UFC right now, I'm not a single employee at the UFC that was working for UFC or not even what was it? You what was it before Zufa? What was it what was the company called? SMG uh, or S- yeah, SEG? Yeah, yeah, he was SEG air UFC. I don't think there, yeah. there can't be one person on that payroll that's still there. Yeah, 2000 yep. is his UFC debut, 24 yeah. years. Both, at both of these, it will never be both equal, of these kind of. Iron Man runs are one of one. They're not even the same. They're also so distinct. They're one yeah, of they're, one for each one of these guys. Yeah. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. will will be able to touch that. You could convince me someone gets to Jim Miller whenever he ends up, if he ends with 50. You could you could convince me somehow, some way, even though I think it's unlikely. I just there's never gonna be a dude who puts up 43 heavyweight fights. It just seems impossible. What I think me. is gonna be so hard to be a Jim Miller is you had to you have to really be, be too able good. to last uh, you have to last in the ufc without being too good 
which is very difficult. Mm -hmm. Like you can't yes. be that you can't be in the UFC that long without being too good to fight for a title and really like cement yourself as a champion and make all that money that they wouldn't want to hold on to anymore. And you can't be so bad that you're gone. Like there really is no middle class in the UFC anymore. There's the upper tier ranked top guys. And then there's the contender series, fresh signees. They cut out the middle class to create this system where they only pay for really like lower level fighters and the least money that they can possibly pay and the top tier fighters that they have to pay so that they can keep the product going. M Jim Miller is a, is a remnant of that middle class that does not exist anymore. And so I, I just don't see even business wise a way that that could happen. I, uh, I absolutely 100% agree. The Miller situations, the crazy part too, but 44 fights or whatever, not one title shot. Yeah. you have to be you yeah. have, to, have be to be really freaking good but not good not enough. not too good but can't be bad he's, no. all, he's won one away a couple of times just think about it, though yeah this always won, yeah one one away fight if he fought three times a year which is a lot three times a year is not the is not common if he fought three times a year it's 14 years of doing that that's unreal like, yeah that's just he fought four times a year which is like not feasibly possible it's still a shit lot it's still over a decade of doing that it's just yeah i mean these these really are one of ones here so no yep. the answer to this question is that unless I, I, these I, two I, gentlemen fight on the same card later it's never gonna happen yeah i no. just don't yep. see neither of these records ever being broken the, and by the, the way the business model the right now they have the sneaky other part of this is they're both still good enough to kind of keep doing it they're both like good enough to be on these cards and continue to extend it <laughs> andre is probably not but god love him i hope he fights forever nah he's fine i mean he's on a two fight losing streak that's nothing especially at heavyweight I, again and and to him he's been on four fight losing streaks yes exactly <laughs> exactly this is just where he starts getting going. And it's, uh, I might as well put this up because it's a little topical now. Just another. Thoughts yeah. on Jim Miller making weight for his record 43rd fight. Never miss weight in the UFC. Good on him. Yes. Uh, by the way, Manel Cop is not reweighing no. as we expected. Shocking. So. Shocking. And I'm assuming we don't know if the fight is actually official yet. We just, there hasn't been. Oh, is it official? Oh, we don't know yet. Not official yet. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Dude, we just know he's not he's not weighing shit. in again. Uh let's talk about more. Let's talk more about Jim Miller. I'm sorry. I have to do do you guys oh. know that Max Holloway has 26 fights in the UFC? It feels like he's been there for a lifetime and fighting all the time, and he only has 26 of them. No one is ever touching Jim Miller. This well, the insane. problem with Max, he's too the good. The problem with Max is he's too good. You you start to become a champion, then you don't get as many fights as Jim Miller Still got. Just nuts. Every, everybody it has you, to make sense. Everybody has to be in the right city. Everybody has to be the right paper. It's like you have Jim to be Miller. cowboy. You have to be Jim Miller. You have to be these guys who are really, really, really freaking good, but just not the top top tier and exciting and putting on these fights that people wanted to see i can't believe max there are people is, who think max jim is too good. not a hall of famer <laughs> does jim goons. oh of course he's a hall of famer does jim miller's okay but is he is he an independent hall of famer yes, or is yeah. he a ufc yes. hall of famer oh you ufc mean like if hall of famer like oh ufc hall of famer yeah ufc hall of famer not a, not a, if there was an mma hall of fame no if there was an mma hall of fame i don't think he gets in no it wouldn't be a first ballot. He probably gets there at some point, but you know, he's 
there isn't. There's the UFC Hall of Fame, and he's he's Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, that's right? a. I mean, you'd have to be out of your mind to think he's not. He's a that first one. ballot UFC Hall of Fame <laughs> to yeah. me, and I know that that's like a debate, but that's insane. Is yep. he a damn? They were good. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. The day Jim Jim Miller a thousand percent gets it, particularly because his like just late career it. run is Chris Lytle esque, where he's just gotten way more fun. Like during his peak years, he wasn't the most fun fighter. He's gotten a lot more fun in his later years. By the way, the dude got Lyme disease in the middle of this streak. Like yeah. the dude had Lyme disease and overcame it. Like it, the, 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 I can't properly describe how crazy what this man did is. Like it's it's pretty insane. And go, it pretty floats wacky. under the radar because it's become so common that he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna fight. You know, three months, uh, but three months between fights every time. I'm gonna fight at 300. But he is kind of like a superhero. Like it's actually like a next level kind of thing. Here's my question. We all, I think we all agree he's gonna fight at 300. He's probably yes. not going to hang around till 400 because that's a long time. But no, if you're Jim time. Miller, do you at least stay in like decent enough shape after you retire? And then when 400 yes. comes around, you hit the gym, you see test the waters you see, and then you make a phone call. Hey guys, give me, give me some random body at 400. And let's, let's make this happen because Absolutely. I desperately want this to happen. Raul Rosas Jr. Versus Jim Miller, UFC 400. Hell start yeah. booking it now. It's it's happening. Well, at this point, we yeah. might be Manel, might be Manel Cop versus that, Jim Miller. If this trend continues, I mean, geez, if that actually happened, I'm going to submit this If Jim Miller could beat Brock Lesnar, he could damn sure beat Andre and just do it. Do that it. would be insane. Uh, oh, I wish UFC was more fun. Um, shout out fun. Jim Miller. Jim Miller's the freaking man. I think Jim Miller would be uh, the first two part. Damn, they were good in history. Kevin Holland is sixteen years. He fights three and a half years. Yeah, dude. It's Kevin. Uh, he does. He has to do that three more times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what he has to do. He has to do that three more times. <laughs> or sorry, twice more. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three more nice. times. Yeah, yeah. but his, still, his paycheck. His paycheck is increasing too rapidly. The the first ten of those, it was viable. The the last six, the paycheck Dude, is increasing too rapidly. The paycheck is a great argument in favor of Arlovsky too, because he's a former heavyweight champion getting that heavyweight paycheck, and they're still running him out to fight Waldo Cortez Acosta this weekend. That can't yep. be a good business decision. <laughs> Probably not. No, they are Thank, definitely not making money in that transaction. <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 probably the bucking the trend for sure. Uh, do we get a call out from Miller this weekend with a win? Is Jim Miller gonna throw a name out there? Why? Who? What's the point? He doesn't need to. No, there is a point. There's exactly <laughs> okay. A tell point. me because here's what, who is doing the commentary this weekend? Because I didn't look at it. But if Paul Felder is, is. is doing the interview with him, Jim says, "Hey." You hey Jim, we're excited. Like, are you you still trying to turn around? I am. And Paul, I hear you've been thinking about coming back. What if you and I just scrap it up at three hundred, buddy? Boom, done. I wonder. I stand. I wonder. I stand corrected. That's that's correct answer. I stand corrected. I wonder if Jim doesn't do the call out, but Paul does it. Very or maybe Paul. Either maybe way, Paul that should table. happen. And they have a gentleman's agreement. They shake hands. Maybe a hug. Maybe a little hug ski. I, to, to, to I put think, it all to bed? 
I think Paul is too seasoned a broadcaster at this point to try that. Probably. I think he's kind of like settled into being unless more broadcaster than fighter. Yeah, yes, that's, if, that's if, yeah. if they've agreed. Unless maybe, in the fighter but, meetings, they've nudged, nudged each other. UFC, I know you're listening because obviously, why wouldn't you? Um, we're great content. Uh, somebody talk to somebody and make this happen because that's that's dynamite right there. That's just gold. I gave you gold for free. <laughs> but by the way, like great fight, love it. But I don't give a shit who Jim Miller fights at UFC no, 300. It doesn't matter. Whoever he fights, that's great, fantastic. Would, do you want? Don't do you like? Pro, but do you like prospect or vet? For whatever you want, whatever is available. Three hundred, but I don't. Care. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I wanted Dustin Poirier. Obviously, that's not happening. But oh wow, like, that's yeah. Dude, the last time they fought, it was sick. I still I know, think it but would just be sick. Like, <laughs> Dustin's fighting like top top guys. There's no, there's just no. Well, I know, up. but I thought Dustin would way rather fight Jim Miller than Benoit Saint Denis. I was wrong, <laughs> obviously, but like, fuck, I'd rather fight Jim Miller than Benoit Saint Denis. So, touche. Um, all right, gentlemen, we've gone hour ten. I think we're are we. We keep going, or are we good? I know we, we have good like, questions. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I mean, we took. We've only answered like two of them because we've sure. been reacting to El Cop for like thirty-five minutes now. So. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to know if by the end of this, Manel is uh, fighting and and Nicolau is fighting. But I think go is when that will fight. happen. I'm telling you. I mean, look, it's it's all going to come down to the negotiations. If I'm if I'm Nicolau, I'm asking for the world. And if Manel really wants it, then. You should give it to him. Go for that. Go for Fiddy, dude. You should be asking for Fiddy. He ain't gonna get it, but you should be asking. Start there and oh yeah, get something close. Out, oh, yeah. Um, uh, what we got? Sorry. Um, um, I lost it. Dang, where'd it go? Okay. Um, just because I don't know it's very a, much it's about a this tough for all of us. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the crew is now sitting down, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is Lapalus being massively overlooked? Nope. Yeah, I've got a bet okay. on him. I think he's good value. I think he has a very real chance to beat Basharat. Um, if Basharat can get takedowns, Lapalus will lose. I am not convinced that he can do that consistently. Uh, that's why I think it's a great fight, both from a we're going to learn something about both dudes. The matchup is great, kind of where they're at in there. It's, I think it's just really, really strong matchmaking, a very good fight. Yeah. I, like I also am willing to acknowledge that I may be too high on Lapalus because him fighting in Paris was scenes, and it's hard not to be like believe that that man can do anything when that Paris crowd, which was so live, was behind everything he did in his last fight. Yeah. It's a great point. Go back and rewatch it and just like, man, that UFC Paris card was a crowd was insane. Yeah, dude. People hated Colin anyway, so Lapalus looked like a freaking hero yeah. anyway. So energy uh, through the roof. Uh back to the main event. No matter the outcome, Ankle Live ain't getting the title shot. UFC will skip him for Yuri versus Rakic winner. I don't, don't know. Don't man. agree with that. Uh so it looks like according to Way an expert, Alexander K. Lee. They're about to do the face-offs. They're about to do some face-offs, so, so maybe we'll get some info uh, on whether or not Cop Nicolau moves forward when they square him off. My issue, Omar, with your comment here is uh, that Yeri and Rakic are fighting at 300. 
which is forever away. And so that would mean if you were correct, which I won't say you're all the way incorrect, means Alex Pereira isn't fighting until June at the earliest. And I and they'll I wait for Jamal Hill like, at that point. Yeah, at that point they would wait for Jamal Hill. I just don't think that that's likely. I think Alex Pereira is fighting at three oh one at the latest. Yeah, it just doesn't seem feasible. They're not in any rush. Neither of these guys is somebody they need to have in a title fight. Yuri was and got it and lost. And I don't think they're like super high on Rakic. And look, if you Rakic- wanted to make the argument that Ankalaev will fight the year of year a winner of Yuri Rakic for the next shot and they just wait on Jamal Hill, um, I think that's a much better argument than Yuri and Rakic getting a title shot. Yep. I could, that's that's probably the answer. Um, look, Rakic is Rakic is a very good fighter, um, but he's had some. He's a bit. He's a bit he's leafy greeny too. Yeah, he's had some leafy greeny type performances himself. So I'm a huge fan of this as a as a way to describe fighters now. <laughs> it's dismissive, but not quite. So it's okay. It's awesome. All right, we'll go. I guess we'll go a few more minutes, and maybe oh, we'll see if. Uh, AK will give us a an update okay. of some kind. Um, All right. I don't know if that's true, Omar. Like if Ankle just goes out and just absolutely runs over Johnny Walker in devastating fashion, I think that changes things a little bit. I, I think we're we're a bit confused about like what the UFC's motivation here is. Like you have to remember that there has to be a reason why they're trying to shove these guys into guys into a title shot. Like Yuri and Rakic are just not those guys, unfortunately. That's just not it doesn't make sense business wise. Let me ask you guys a question based on this Manel Cop thing, and Casey, you could answer this as well. Who is in worse shape right now in this discussion, Amir Albazi or Manel Cop? Amir Albazi. Albazi still. Oh, he and Albazi has it. Yeah, go on. Inactivity is is the worst thing you can do, like in the UFC's eyes. Like even if you miss weight, you can be redeemed. And especially if it's somebody like Cop who puts on exciting performances and they kind of want to probably fight for the title. Whereas Albazi's coming up off a controversial like fight where a lot of people thought mm-hmm. he didn't really win. That's not the best situation to be in. I'm gonna zig and just say that Cop's in a worse spot because blowing weight this bad is going to probably yield lead to repercussions. <laughs> and Albazi I wonder. Albazi will still get a big fight when he does return. I don't know how what the extent of his injuries, so that maybe that does make it worse. But I just assume he's still going to get a pretty big fight when he comes back. And if he wins it at that point, he's won eight in a row or something over a couple of top contenders. It feels like he he is the leafy greens of of flyweight at this juncture. And at that point in time, it feels like we'd start eating our vegetables a little bit. If Moreno can't go anytime soon after. Mexico, I could see Cop in a title fight if he uh, if he wins no, here. No, like, you haven't been listening about the meritocracy we're living in now. I don't. That I don't think they happen. care that much about blown weight, honestly. Like not when I mean, not when shouldn't. the schedule is as aggressive as they as they have laid out and the lack of options. But there's uh, an actual they, title fight. I kind of agree. If uh, yeah, Eric, if it's, not, it's one of those. Not, situ- this is what it is. It's one of those situations where they used to be like. You can't trust this guy. You can't trust John Jones to do this, or they, you, or Hamza Chamaev. You can't. Let's say they shut did, up. Like, they'll, they'll fight for a title. They did next. it last shut year up. with Hamza. Yeah, shut but, up. Like they'll fight for a title. Flyweight's like a division where 
Um, I don't know. Flyweight, I, I don't feel is the same as welterweight and, and lightweight. I feel like flyweight is more the meritocratic division in a lot of ways. I mean, freaking Figgy, Figgy missed weight for a Just, title fight, and then he still got a title fight right after that. So yeah. the only reason that's the, the case, Mike, title fight. <laughs> so the, it kind of yeah. too. Well, the but but, but, but if, cop, if cop wins tomorrow, if he fights and wins tomorrow, then yeah. it's not like they're going to still book they'll book they'll book cop again for another flyweight fight. It won't be for the title fight. Yeah, maybe. I was about to say obviously, I but it, I'll, I'll say maybe. Honestly, I'm not, I'm, I think I'm it, around. Rick's correct. But I don't actually think this changes anything. <laughs> yeah, I think it hurts him. I think it hurts him this much. I think it hurts him this much. Exactly. I think it would be so much easier. That much is the difference in the win. I think if he had won tomorrow, he would have gotten it. Now yes. he just has to win impressively. That's if he gets a knockout, I, I think you, I've, you've sold me. A knockout yeah. means it won't matter. Now he can't like win the, a decision and get a title shot. The reason flyweight has been more, more of a meritocracy is just because of lack of viable people who could sell pay-per-views like they just sure. need to keep running back the same fights because those are the guys who sell pay-per-views and brandon moreno <laughs> and davidson figueredo together is one of those options um, it's a meritocracy was the same way for a long time bantamweight was the same way yeah and i don't care until you can make money way. i just need him in brazil against pantoja it is pretty it is pretty wait how juicy that is i can't Ooh, that that right there is one of my five most anticipated fights 2024. Especially right, now that they've AK, got the ammunition face to off oh. face off happened. Okay, uh, still okay. no word. Still no word on whether or not the fight is happening or not. But they did face off. So. Something. Oh, it's it's going to happen with 30 percent going to to Nico. I think that's that's we're just arguing how much of the percentage goes to him at this point. We shall see. All right, I think we can hit the music now. We have. Uh, We'll keep you posted. Stay with us at MMAfighting.com. It's a tremendous website. Uh, sorry. Shout out to the cap crew. Pour a little bit out. Uh, what can I say? Tough day. Tough day for the flyweight division. Tough 24 hours uh, in some respects for the flyweight division. Amir Albazi out. out for Brandon Moreno. Yeah, Brandon Moreno sitting pretty right now in terms of getting back to a title fight, but got to be Brandon Roybal on February 23rd. But Casey and I will be back tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. Eastern for the first People's Pre-Fight Show of 2024. And then we'll have all your coverage for the card. We're going to have some fun. I think this is actually going to be a pretty fun watch anyways. So thank you all for New York Rick, for Casey, for Jed. I am Mike Heck. Appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Love y'all. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.